everyone, and welcome to Phaeology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. My name is Phil, and I will be your Phaeologist today. Joining me is our chief resident, Grepstein. Grepstein, how are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing all right, Phil. I'm, I'm a little bit rebellious today huh. uh, because I haven't registered, pre-registered for Grand Conquest tomorrow, so I'm, I'm going to see what happens <laughs> if I don't pre-register. Oh, you know, I could actually tell you because the week that I was gone vacationing, I did not um, register right at the beginning. I came back right in the middle of Grand Conquests, and you could actually join a battle. Uh, like, let's say you, you know, do your check-in during the second battle. You'll wait until the third battle begins, and then you can start playing. So, um, oh no! So if I don't check in, then I can't. I miss a round. Exactly, Is that what happens? you do. So whenever you check in, if you're if it's in the middle of the round, you have to wait until the next. So. Okay, well, I was just kidding. I'm not rebellious anymore. I'm going to check in now. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that convinces all of you out there to pre-check for Grand Conquests and to check out the new features, the new in-rank rewards. So, <laughs> But um, <laughs> on that note, you know, it, they announced it as a, a part of the update for version 2.8. And we did get some announcements recently about the new update. And there's some additional features that we have been talking about and that we want to address, though, a little bit later. Things have gotten a little bit busier for me as well as for you, Greps, and um, we you know, are a little bit busier with school and work and things like that. And so um, although we could talk about it now, we are in agreement that we will hold off and talk about the version update as well as the Asker Trio and, and their impact uh, as far as their new refines are concerned uh, next week when they do drop. Yeah, and I think one thing that I really do want to talk to you guys about and talk with you, of course, Phil, is about the arena changes that are coming up because I'm sure, you know, I haven't seen too much about, I've heard like different people say some different things about what to do and we'll know a little bit more when the update actually comes. But I guess for now, before we record our episode on the version update, I would kind of recommend that people might want to save up resources uh, just so they because we don't exactly know what's coming or how what the best strategies might be. You might want to hang on to some refining stones or, you know, sacred coins or feathers and not spend them all beforehand because you just don't really know what you might need when the arena changes come. I totally agree. And I I think that. I mean, especially if you want to, you know, save up some resources to uh, kind of see, I mean, play as play as it is now, go through the update, go through a week or two and see if your rank in arena changes at all. You know, I think that'll uh, kind of give us some uh, some insight into what uh, kind of units you want to use if you want to, say, spend some more resources on the Asker Trio to have a bonus unit or to be, you know, to invest in some other units that might be bonus units as well, like legendary heroes or things like that. And so I totally agree with you, Greps, and I, um, and I, I add my opinion, my, I second that opinion that you should save up. So we'll talk about that. And I do have some thoughts too. I've been thinking a lot about it and, and why, uh, IS would make this change. And so I'll, I'll hold those thoughts until then. <laughs> yeah. Hold your tongue for now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm trying to I'm trying to think positive, but it, it's sometimes hard. But this is a family show, Phil. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that is true. <laughs> yeah, but um, anyway, so on that note too, as far as other content, before we get into today's uh, content as well, 
I know that Wallhart came out recently on Sunday, and I am planning to do a little bit of an analysis for him as well. I mean, it's it's almost old news now, but we do I do want to get some thoughts out there for you guys on if you should invest into Wallhart anyway. You know, so I'll uh, later in the week. Uh, hopefully, you can see a, a quick episode on Wallhart and and just, and just to let you know that we won't talk about him today. So. But today's episode is focused on our new legendary banner, as well as look taking a look at legendary Lucina. And uh, Greps, you pointed out earlier, I uh, I happened to guess this right in my legendary hero prediction episode a couple weeks back. Yeah, you got one and, out of your eight predictions right so far. Uh, you know, yep, we've only so. had one hero <laughs> since your prediction, so you're one for one so far, and we'll see how many more of those uh, other seven heroes you might get right here. Yeah, hopefully all of them. But um, And I do want to point out, too, that you got the uh, prediction correct as far as the update to Blessed Gardens with the whole grounds thing and the kind of a change cha- chain challenge feel to it. And so kudos to you as well. And uh, I'm, you know, I think we have a little bit of the future vision vibe already going. I think so, so too. And even even more so because they didn't even talk about the Blessed Gardens updates on Faye Channel. They made us wait for the in-game announcement about the 2.8 update. So that was a little strange too. Um, just that they had so many things they didn't announce in Faye Channel that I think people were actually more positive about than the Faye Channel itself. Seriously, all of the like the quality of life updates were amazing. And I, I'm really excited for the version update, and the the parts that yeah were that were not as exciting they divulged in the Fate Channel. So yeah, I don't know what's what's up with that. But um, anyway, so let, let's talk about Legendary Lucina. Let's uh, let's dive in and and see what she's all about. So I'll just mention that she is the first Blue Archer and. The first colored or the second colored archer in the game, the first one that we've received in a long while. It's been a couple of months since we've seen a colored bow unit in the form of Legendary Lin, of course. And so, on that topic, since we have only had two colored bows in the game now, uh, do you have any thoughts on this new set of class grips? Like, what do you think about colored so bows? In general, I'd say they're probably worse than colorless bows. Um, you know, once you re- once you have somebody a color from colorless, then it's kind of like giving them triangle adept. Like you're making them better against some units and worse against others. So colorless units, they might be able to beat all different colors, but uh, colored units are going to be you know, they're going to be good against some and bad against others. So uh, ultimately, I think it's kind of strange that they're so far both legendary or both colored bows, but colored archers have been for legendary heroes. And I'm not sure if that's like a good thing from their perspective. The only thing that really stands out about a colored archer is that they're more rare in the game right now. Yeah, exactly. It's um, I'm surprised that they haven't released more colored bow units. I thought uh, it would have been like, okay, let's, you know, Lynn open up the door to this new uh, type of, you know, new options to bow units. And so we're going to see a lot more new units come out with those bows. You know, I was hoping for like Wrath or Louise from, from FE7 coming out. And I'm oh, sh- no, no, I don't want them to get a colored bow. It, I really like Wrath and Louise. I know, it, okay, yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> I guess that's a good thing that, that colored bows are so rare. 
And I think you make an excellent point there being like, it's almost like just putting triangle adept on their bow automatically. And so it, I, I feel like there are some good things and some bad things. I, they do well against a certain color, but they're limited to that. Whereas color, colorless bows have the advantage of being, if, if they are effective, they can be effective against a whole wide range of enemies. And so, but anyway, like I'm, yeah, I hope that they do come out with some interesting, you know, uh, units as far as colored bows are concerned. It'd be interesting to have some more variety as far as who to choose from. Uh, who knows if they keep up the pattern, if they come out with a red bow unit later, maybe in the form of Alm, because I, I guess according to Canon, he does wield a bow in that game. And I guess it would make sense, but I don't know. Uh, that... Yeah, I, I, I've seen a lot of people talking about Alm as a potential colored bow legendary hero in the future too. And I think it's practically guaranteed that we'll get a legendary red archer with one of the last seven heroes because they seem to only be releasing them as legendary heroes and we have the icon in the game for a red bow so it's definitely coming uh who knows when it's coming but i'll just mention that i have a different prediction for who i think is going to be coming as a legendary hero at the end of august so i'm not going to say anything now i think uh, we'll probably record an episode in a couple weeks or so uh, as that legendary banner gets closer, but uh, I do have a thought for who it might be. Awesome. Well, I'll talk to you post show, and and we can discuss. And yeah, in a couple of weeks, we can we can talk about that. And so, um, hopefully, uh, you're correct. So I'll swear you to secrecy if I tell you. I and I'm I'm totally up for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> alrighty. So awesome. So let's let's get into Lucina and her stats. So. At level 40 at neutral IVs, she comes with 36 HP, 34 attack, 35 speed, 25 defense, and 20 resistance. Uh, we do have a couple of stats for you guys to compare them with in the form of other bow units that we've received recently. And, I mean, it's since she is the only blue bow unit, of course, there's only one other bow unit that is colored that we can compare to unfortunately it's not in the same color right but it's legendary lin and just looking at their stats side by side they're kind of kind of similar i mean as far as hp is concerned they're the same lucina does have three more attack than legendary lin but one less speed than lin uh it is interesting to note too that legendary lin has a lot more resistance seven more resistance However, uh, Legendary Lucina has four more defense, and so I guess she is better built to be a more defensive check, I think, if you were to go with like a close counter type of build. And we'll talk about her native skills and, and why that could be a possibility as well if you have access to that. But so Lucina, Legendary Lucina, I feel like is kind of similar to Legendary Lin, but a little bit stronger and a little bit more defensive as far as physical uh, physical defense is concerned um, it is interesting to note too that she uh, compared to summer noir uh, they do have the same hp as well at 36 to, uh, lucina has two more attack than the noir one less speed than than noir so very similar stat spread there uh, to or noir has a similar stat spread offensively to to legendary lin but noir is a little bit more defensive with two more defense than Lucina and the same resistance as Lucina. And so uh, it's so it's interesting to see that even with the 
minus two to attack to Noir. I feel like she does, uh, she would be a little bit better, not only because she is colorless, but she is a little bit more tanky. She's a little bit more speedy. And every point of uh, speed counts, I think, uh, especially when you're kind of middling at that 35, 36 range. And so it is interesting that Lucina does give up some power to add to her color. And back to what you mentioned with her triangle adept uh, ability there to be able to be effective against red units. And so it's it's very interesting how they they spread those stats there. Do you have any thoughts, Greps, on, on Lucina's spread? Yeah, so based on just their raw like base stats, I think that's that's a good point that Noir has one. Well, both Noir and uh, Legendary Lin have an additional point in speed, but uh, Legendary Lucina has a little bit, uh, a few points extra in attack. Uh, but something that we'll talk about in just a second is the weapon for Legendary Lucina, and I think that helps her stand out from her competition here. And Legendary Lin also has some effects from her weapon too. Like Legendary Lin gets. Uh, plus three to her resistance. So she already had the best resistance of these three archers that we just mentioned. So she gets even more. Um, but uh, Legendary Lucina gets some different effects. And that's something that Summer Noir has no ability to to get the benefit from, even though she's a colorless unit. And also she comes with an inheritable bow, the, the Coco bow, which only has 12 might compared to legendary uh, Lucina's bow, which is which has 14 might. So just a couple things to point out that stats wise, uh, legendary Lin and Summer Noir might might you might say their their uh, spread of stats is a little bit better. But uh, we have to consider the weapons, too, I think. Exactly. And, and mentioning Lucina's weapon, you know, she's really using her noggin, using a bow because she's got thoggin. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I, I, don't, I don't know. Like, how would you say that? How do you say the weapon? Do you say thoggin or thone? So I, I looked it up and I think it's, it's an uh, Icelandic word. Oh. And I think it's thoken. Oh. It's like the G is a K. Okay. Thoken. Okay, yeah, that's cool. Uh, we really. <laughs> so I think that's what it is. I don't know. I'm. I'm sure nobody listening is like an like an. I don't know. Maybe somebody listening to this episode is uh, from Iceland and knows a lot better and is laughing at my pronunciation. Oh. <laughs> but uh, I can't imagine we have that many listeners in Iceland. But I, I have no idea. Well, you know, if you're out there, then then thank you for listening from Iceland or wherever yeah. you are. But. <laughs> Um, yeah, or if you speak uh, Icelandic, please let us know how to pronounce this if we're mispronouncing. Yes, please. Yeah, we would love to talk to you because that that's pretty cool that you're from Iceland. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I yeah I like that token. And so yeah, let, let's let's talk about this weapon. So the text reads that it passively gives plus three to speed, which is very helpful for Lucina being at thirty five speed. Bringing it up to thirty eight is very nice. And when Lucina initiates combat against a close-ranged foe, so meaning a foe with a sword, a lance, axe, or dragonstone, and I do want to point out that it doesn't, I don't think it, I, I you know, I haven't summoned Lucina or have tried to, but I mean, it's just when you're attacking any unit that is sword, lance, axe, or dragonstone, it doesn't have to be like they're close counter, like they're attacking you, right? That's just if you're going and initiating against those types of unit. Is that correct? So Lucina has to initiate the combat. So it's only in the, in her, your player phase that it's going to work. Oh, right. Like, like I mean that um, they don't have to be in direct combat. Like the, the enemy doesn't have to be retaliating against you. Like, like 
a close counter type of situation, right? It's like, oh no, yeah. You mean like if Lucina's attacking a sword user with distant counter? You mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess like that. I don't know. Or you mean like how many spaces away? Is that what what you're asking? Yeah, it's like it doesn't. It, it, it's, it, it's it doesn't matter how many spaces away she is. She right. she still gets that effect. So. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, the wording of the skill is the same as like for Swift Sparrow or or any of the blow skills in the game. Mm-hmm. It's anytime she initiates combat, she gets this boost. Uh, she gets it anytime she initiates combat against uh, like we used to call this like a melee unit, a melee foe. So that's maybe the other word that maybe people would use. And uh, I was just shying away from using that before because recently we got close ranged as a skill and that excluded uh, or I guess that includes dragon stones and melee units apparently according to them don't include dragon stones so I don't know anyway it's either uh, uh, any unit with a sword a lance an axe or a dragon stone it doesn't matter how many spaces away you are perfect And, and so it gives her plus four to all stats to attack to speed to defense and resistance that and yep there you go so so I think it's a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool weapon with uh, some nice text there. Do you want to give your thoughts on how effective this weapon could be? Yeah. So initially, I was thinking that it was basically like Swift Sparrow, and but only for half of the the units in the game because it wouldn't work against ranged units. So I was thinking, you know, you don't usually want defense and resistance in the player phase so much because I don't know. You, you want to be good against a counterattack, but you'd rather just take them out without having to deal with a counterattack. So I was thinking that the plus four to defense and resistance initially wouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, And I was thinking, like something that you mentioned, wouldn't it be great to put close counter on her? And then this defense and resistance she gets, well, you'd be able to take advantage of it. But unfortunately, the, the plus four to all stats only applies in the player phase. So you can't take advantage of this with close counter. You could put close counter on her, but that would kind of be splitting her in between wanting to be a strong player phase unit versus a strong uh, enemy phase unit. So actually, we after using Legendary Lucina a little bit, I found that I really liked this boost and that the attack and the speed, it's like Swift Sparrow, and the defense and the resistance is going to help her for any units that have distant counter on their kits. And she'll be able to withstand some of those attacks a little bit better. So I think it ends up helping her against red melee units quite a bit. And I think, you know, against ranged units, if they have fairly low defense, like a lot of them do, especially mages, then I think she's going to be able to take out quite a few ranged units as well. Exactly. And yeah, great points there. I think that, um, you know, being a bow unit, she, I feel like bow units are a little bit weaker than melee units, uh, if I may use that term. Uh, they're a little bit weaker in general, and so I, I thought that this weapon really helps her out as far as giving her that attack and speed to be able to chip a little bit more damage, if not KO uh, some units. And you know, we'll get into the results from the, the simulator as well, but being blue, of course, that could mean the difference of just chipping away against a red unit or KOing a red unit. And so... So I, yeah, I, I think that it's it's great. It would have been interesting to see a like an effective against something type of weapon. I think those are very effective, and like uh, the first example that comes to mind is Micaiah. You know, she is a different type of unit. She does you know use magic, but I always feel like I can count on 
her, you know, being able to match up against armor and cavalry units. Uh, but you make a really good point there too. Like if we're just adding raw stats to the to your player phase, it's really useful to have that defense and resistance. You know, although at first it's, it seems like you know why why does it matter if if you're initiating? Why do you care about defense and resistance on a ranged unit? But it's really helpful for distant counter, uh, which uh, is rampant uh, sometimes depending on where you are in the tier tier system. So. So that's really great. Um, yeah, and you're right as, that she doesn't have like a dual effectiveness like Micaiah or some of the flyers in the game with new refinements, but she does have effectiveness against flyers, of course. So any archer does, but I, I know you're, I know you know that. It's just, uh, just thought I'd throw that out there yeah. for the listeners, just so you know, it's not like she's a different, oh yeah, different type of archer that doesn't have that effectiveness. So, yeah, exactly. Thank you for pointing that out. Yeah, I, I guess that that just was you know, uh, second nature to to me, but. But yeah, so, you know, I, I, I think the weapon is great, and I think it really adds to her ability to either chip away at some units being a bow unit, um, especially against other blue units and maybe even green units. Uh, and it, it de- definitely increases her potential to be able to KO red units. And so, uh, I mean, it's hard to say if it's going to be more effective as far as KOing other units compared to a Fire Sweep Bow or a Brave Bow. So, and, you know, we'll have to see with, with, uh, uh, with time and with uh, a little bit of tinkering. So, so yeah, I think it's a great weapon and let's talk about her new skill too, uh, future vision, her new assist skill. It's really not really interesting and nice. It allows Lucina to use the assist swap on another unit. So just, just like good old regular swap, you know, you switch places, but then she, Lucina can move again. Uh, as if she had been danced, um, and so it's she can only move again once per turn. I do want to make mention that it is it is uninheritable. It's probably uh, you know too good to to be true if it was inheritable to other units, but um, yeah, they can only stick on Lucina herself. And so yeah, uh, if I may may say, I think the first thing that came to mind was if you replaced her B slot skill with something like a link skill and which uses assist, assist movement skills anyway, uh, to be able to give her a little bit of a boost in, in some stats in addition to what she gets with her weapon, which are in combat buffs. And so they would stack and work well with link buffs as well. And so, um, I think future vision, not only is the power of having an extra move is, is crucial, not only for yourself, but also for, your team, if it's being run as an AI, I do want to mention, like, uh, when I was trying out the uh, Legendary Hero Battles this morning, I, you know, I was thinking I was doing so well on, like, you know, the Infernal infernal mode and things like that, and then Lucina moved, did the Future Vision swap, and was able to take out my, my units, and I had a hard time with that and getting over it, over it. and so I, I can see it as being one of those potential... Uh, surprising moments when you're going up against arena teams and so that that's also a, a big boost for for Lucina there there's a lot of possibilities that can happen there with this new skill and I think it's amazing um what do you think about her future vision? Uh, I think you I think you hit the the x marks the spot you found the treasure there that the link skills are going to be fantastic uh on her or on an ally with her but especially on her but I 
I think after trying out this link skill, after seeing how it works a little bit, I already thought it was going to be a good thing just by reading the description. But I, I think I would I'd make the claim that this is the best assist skill in the game, that it's better than dance. It's better than sing. Um, those are fantastic skills. There's nothing against them. And those can be used on any unit in the game. But Lucina has the ability to, as you mentioned, she can do something else. She can use swap twice. She can activate link skills without hack. Uh, who knows? Maybe there'll be future families of skills that that are activated with movement skills that we don't yet have, just like link skills are. So there might be future potential with this too. And that this gives Lucina an ability that I, I don't think any other unit has, that she can have a, a range with her weapon of up to seven spaces on a map. And without have, without taking up any other unit, like you, she could, other units could get danced or they could get repositioned and move that far. But without using up any other unit's turn, she can swap with a unit that is three spaces away from her. And then she can continue to move two more spaces so that is unbelievable, her range on the map. She can practically go from one side of the map to the entire other side vertically and attack somebody on the other side. So you're going to need to be careful with this assist skill, especially in the arena, as you pointed out. I think it's a lot of fun to trump in Legendary Lucina. This is, I think, the best skill that she has. Like, really easily, it's the best skill that she has. And I think it's the best assist skill in the game right now. Uh, and some people have maybe thought that maybe swap isn't like the ideal reposition type of skill like movement skill for her to have on this skill i think it actually might be because if she got to reposition a unit and then move again then she would still be standing in the same place after she uses reposition so i think it's actually more helpful that swap allows her to move during her assist skill while activating her assist skill so i think it's really exciting to have this skill uh, even though it would be exciting to be able to give this to other units in the game, I also think it would be kind of terrifying to have all of the units that you face have this skill. Uh, so in a way, I think I'm kind of relieved that we can't give this to other units. But I would be excited to get new uh, inheritable assist skills, not necessarily ones that allow you to to have two different moves in a turn, but something that allows you to do something new in the game that we can't do right now. I totally agree, and I, I think that with the release of this skill, I think I hope that IS is thinking about new skills that are inheritable to be used and experimented on by everyone else. And so, uh, and some really good points there about her movement. You know, I, I think in addition to that, like I, I can imagine some mixed teams with flyers with guidance and things like that, just increasing her movement capability even more. And so it, it definitely is going to be scary once people start to use her and merge her up or and whatnot in arena. So crazy stuff. <laughs> so let's talk about her other new skill, and that is in the C slot, and that's called Distant Guard 3. And that gives all allies within two spaces defense and resistance plus four when attacked by a ranged unit, be it a mage, an archer, dagger user, or healer. So, uh, my thoughts on this skill, I think it has some potential to work really well with, like, distant counter, distant defense as well, especially if you had all of that on one unit. Uh, you can, it can make for a pretty tanky unit and be very useful there. In addition to it being pretty much open to all of your teammates, there's no specification as far as 
It's only on armored units or it's only on mixed teams even. It's like it's it's open for everyone to use. Uh, so, I, I mean, there is the stipulation that it doesn't work as far as uh, melee combat is concerned. It only works when attacked by a ranged unit. So I, I guess there there is a limitation to some things, but I, I feel like this is a one step to kind of giving some of these bigger buffs to infantry teams. Um, I think we kind of saw that with Ostia's Pulse. Of course, that's with a mixed team, but it's like, okay, there's, there's some emblem-type buffs being given to infantry units freely as long as you meet the team requirements, uh, movement requirements there. And I feel like... Yeah, this is another step in that direction where some infantry units have some C-slot skills to kind of play with as far as out-of-combat buffs are concerned. And so I, I think it's very interesting. Uh, I don't know how useful it's going to be if, um, you know, it, I think it would have been a lot more useful, especially if it applied to all uh, attacks, you know, regardless of range. And so um, maybe we'll see that in the future. Maybe we will see a, like, a close guard three or something like that. But um, yeah, it'll be interesting to try this one out. Um, since you have some had some experience with Lucina Greps, have you had a chance to kind of test out this new C-slot skill? And do you have any other thoughts about it? Uh, I haven't really tested that skill out too much and like seen how it impacts other people on her team very much. Um, I think it could be a pretty strong skill and uh, I'm not really excited about it though. First of all, because as you know, I prefer like activating skills in the player phase. Uh, Lucina can help out some of her teammates that might prefer the enemy phase, but um, you know, it, it, I, I don't know. It's not, uh, it's not exactly my cup of tea of a, of a type of skill. But the second thing is because in the arena, I don't really face many ranged units. So for me, it's not really a skill that I would care to bring along in the arena, or if I have it there, then it's just because that's like her default skill, not something that is probably helping my team out too much. But as you mentioned, I think a close fantastic and something that maybe we should cover at some point on future data mine because it does seem like a possibility for a new skill in the game at some point. And I think that would be a lot stronger for people in tier 20 in the arena where you mostly see armor units or dragon units and not so many mages or archers anymore. So the last thing is with C-slot skills, it can sometimes just be hard to think about who might do well with that skill equipped rather than like who might benefit from that skill. That's a little bit easier to think about sometimes. So uh, maybe it's easier to think about teammates for Legendary Lucina if she has that skill rather than like units that might want that skill as fodder. So sometimes it, it leaves me indecisive when they give us a skill like this, uh, a C-slot skill like this, where it's hard to tell who might do well with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, some really good points there. And yeah, we'll, we'll totally uh, talk about that in our next future data mine. We need to get some new skills out so we can, you know, uh, continue our saga of future data mines. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so there's that. And, uh, f you know, rounding off Lucina, she does come with sw Swift Sparrow in the A slot and Wings of Mercy as her B slot skill. And, you know, I, everyone's pretty much familiar with that. Um, if you're not, then, yeah, Swift Sparrow gives plus four attack and speed in the uh, player phase. And Wings of Mercy, if, you're, uh, if one of your teammates is below a certain HP threshold, then you can move closer to them. And so, yeah, so Wings of Mercy definitely has some potential to, to be useful in addition to future vision in uh, combat as far as, like, the AI is concerned. 
where you uh, maybe you're in combat with someone and you don't necessarily take them out in the enemy phase. Lucina could use Wings of Mercy, fly in there, and her she being a bow unit, she could be able to clean up and potentially kill one of your units off. And so Wings of Mercy naturally, I think, serves as a great option if you're free to play as far as if you want to use Lucina on a defensive team. And so we've seen that on Dancers, and that's pretty effective. And so if, if you lean towards building her that way, then that's pretty cool too. Uh, Swift Sparrow, of course, just meshes well with her weapon anyway, uh, giving her a little bit more firepower and speed in the player phase, and it just makes her a lot more stronger. Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, Swift Sparrow is a fantastic skill for her kit. Uh, you know, we've had this skill in the game for almost a year and a half now, and it's still one of the best A slot skills, uh, and it works really well with her weapon and her offensive stats. Uh, with Wings of Mercy, I think you're right that it's going to do incredibly well, uh, and it's going to be incredibly annoying on arena defense teams where you have, you'll have Lucina warping in, uh, swapping with a unit, and then getting to move two more spaces. I think that's going to catch a lot of people by surprise and be really annoying for them. Uh, we'll see how good the computer is at using that skill, but I imagine that's going to be really annoying for people. Uh, and then thinking about Legendary Lucina's build, I, I agree with you that probably putting something else other than Wings of Mercy is going to be a good call. Um, Wings of Mercy can be really good, though, in some game modes like Rival Domains and Grand Conquests, where you might want to move some of your units all the way across the map when some of them have already sustained some damage. So uh, I would say, you know, like what you said, Desperation is a great skill for Legendary Lucina. I think Chill Speed or Chill Defense could be good options if you happen to have those skills available. I don't think she's the best user of either of those skills, but she's not bad with them. Uh, a Breaker skill, uh, especially Sword Breaker, might be a decent choice as well uh, if you're looking for a good budget option. Um, I think those are all some possibilities for her. But of course, as we've already talked about, it's those link skills, the, and we only have two of them available at the moment, but because she can activate link skills and then move again, uh, it's really, really great to be able to use that. So at the moment, we have defense and resistance link from Bride Sanaki and attack defense link, which is still on the banner with Sumia on it at the moment. So you still have the possibility of being able to summon one of her if you don't have her. And I, th I would say that attack defense link is going to be a better option than defense resistance link at the moment um, because of the attack boost that it's going to give legendary Lucina. And, you know, I was thinking that attack speed link would probably be her optimal B slot skill, but I did a little bit of looking into that in the simulator and I noticed it only gave her an extra, like, one additional win over attack defense link. So I was a little bit surprised to see that. Um, hmm. I, I think maybe it's going to be a little bit better than that in practice, potentially. But maybe her speed is just so high as it is that uh, it's the attack that really matters. Kind of looks like it. So, yeah, it'll be really interesting once that comes out. I, and we talk about it, too. And, and we, it probably will come out soon. Um, but it'll be, yeah. That's that's an interesting point that you bring out there. So, yeah, so awesome ideas for builds there. And speaking of, how about we get into some builds for Legendary Lucina? Um, I will take the budget free-to-play type of build, which, surprise, is pretty much her base kit <laughs> with a few additions there. And then I will hand it over to you, Greps, for a more higher investment type of build. Does that sound good? 
Sure. Alrighty, so let's talk about her budget build. So you keep her base kit with all the skills that we've talked about, except uh, you do replace. Uh, so, so you do want to replace uh, Wings of Mercy with Desperation, especially if you're going with a more offensive type build. Uh, and you do want to add, I would say, Moonbow to her special slot, in addition to Quicken Pulse in the seal spot, just to uh, give her a little bit of a boost as far as getting Moonbow activated. And everything else is the same. So with that build, I'll just go right ahead into the matchups and her simulation results. And keep in mind uh, that we use a list called the hard list on the Mass Duel Simulator, which is a compilation of all the uh, top tier units uh, in addition to various uh, builds that they have. And so there's about 200 units in total. And out of those 200 units, when you put Lucina against them in the player phase... Without Desperation, she gets about 60%. Oh, she does get 60% of the kills there, which is not bad. And she moves up to 70% with Desperation. So that's pretty average. It's pretty pretty good. Um, a lot better than I thought she would do, actually. Uh, to kind of break down her color matchups, she does beat out all the red units, which is great. Uh, except for Arden, Zephiel, and Celica. So... I guess those are units that you won't see too often in Arena, especially if you're playing at higher tiers. And so if you're worried about Zelgius and Winter Tharja, don't worry. Uh, it seems like Brave, uh, not Brave Lucina, but Legendary Lucina can do well against them. Unfortunately, she, in the blue realm, she does she does pretty well. She does about 75% there, but she does lose to Naui, Harden, and Effie, which are a little bit more common in the Arena. And so... While she can take out some of the other blues, the more uncommon blues, I, I feel like she does struggle a little bit more against the most common blue units out there with this build. As expected, she doesn't do very well against green units, losing out to pretty much all the top units there. Uh, the ones that she were, was able to build, uh, beat, there's only about 12 different characters and builds. None of them are really that popular in the game right now, and so... Don't expect anything to come out of that if you do go up against green units, especially if they can counterattack or retaliate in the next phase. The best she can do is hopefully do a lot of chip damage for someone else to be able to clean up. Uh, as far as colorless is concerned, too, she did lose out to Halloween Jacob, but that was it. Uh, she was able to take out everyone else. And so I thought it was a pretty good build. It's not very bad. Uh, it's it's pretty pretty average, pretty standard for a normal base kit build and so I, I was pretty surprised and pleased with that uh, she can be pretty effective without having much of uh, investment but I am curious to see Greps uh, with a little bit of investment how much better she can do yeah and you know you mentioned earlier that we might compare like brave bows and fire sweep bows and sometimes sometimes we do switch things up for an op optimal build but I think in Legendary Lucina's case, I think her weapon is strong enough that it justifies keeping it. And by changing it up, you'd be losing a lot that makes Legendary Lucina different from other units in the game. So I think she is strong enough and her weapon is strong enough that it gives her so much additional stats. It gives her plus three speed passively and then plus four to attack speed, defense, resistance. So she gets you know, plus, uh, what, seven to her speed just from her weapon. So I, I think that is strong enough to justify using it over some other weapons. 
Um, so let's keep her default weapon. Let's keep future vision, of course. We're not going to move that. I agree with you that Moonbow, I think, is going to be the best special for her. Though I don't know. There's other specials that you might consider as well. Luna's a possibility. Uh, maybe even Bonfire, uh, because she's getting additional defense in the player phase when she attacks. So it's possible that you might consider Bonfire as well. And... So I'm going to keep Swift Sparrow. I don't think there's any reason to mix that up. It's a great skill. And you know, I'm basically using the same build that you just talked about, except in her B slot. Of course, I'm going to use Attack Defense Link, which is what I think is probably her optimal B slot skill in the, at the moment in the game right now. And I'm going to give her Attack Plus 3 as her Sacred Seal, because I think that that might be a little bit better for her uh, rather than Quick and Pulse. That's what I found anyway in the simulator. So in terms of IVs, I think either plus attack minus resistance or plus speed minus options. Uh, the extra attack, I think, helps her out a little bit more with uh, green units, and the extra speed helps her out a little bit more with red units. So it depends on what I think you want her to do. And and if I might interrupt there, I, I forgot to mention what uh, spread I used for IVs. I did use the plus speed minus resistance spread. Yeah, I think that so might be the best option if you want her to uh, to do very well against units and do her job very well. So I think that might be the best way to go. Uh, for this build in particular, though, I used plus attack minus resistance. And, you know, so with attack defense link on her B slot, when she has that active, I found in the simulator that she's pretty much IV proof. Like we don't get too many units like that. And I don't know if that exactly plays out in the game because it's so hard to, to know for sure. But at least in the simulator, for me, it seemed like no matter what IVs I gave her, she had pretty similar results. So I wouldn't be too upset if you pull a minus attack or a minus speed copy of her. So... I also looked at the Game Press optimal build that's up on their page right now. And so they recommend using a plus speed IV. And they also recommend giving her even speed wave as her C slot skill. But I didn't do that for her. I, I kept her with distant guard. And the reason for that is looking at even speed wave, it's, it'll give plus six, atta- uh, plus six speed on every even turn. And for Legendary Lucina, without any merges on her, if she's plus speed and has even speed wave, she's going to have 55 speed upon initiating against close ranged units, against melee units with this build. And I think 55 speed, it sounds amazing, and it is, but I think it's also too much. There's only a few extra units that she's going to be able to double going from 49 speed to 55 speed. So personally, I think that's too much, but if maximizing her speed is important to you, then go for it, and that could be very deadly. So let's take a look at how she does uh, just by basically just putting on attack defense link as her B slot skill, and when that's active, she's going to win 72% of her matchups in the player phase. So that's a little bit better than how well she did uh, when you were testing her out without that skill, Phil. So, I, you know, not surprising. She's getting the extra attack. She's also surviving a little bit more because of this six extra defense that she's getting. Keep in mind, the six attack and defense are visible buffs that she's getting that stacks on top of Swift Sparrow. It stacks on top of her weapon. Uh, so that's good. 
uh, as opposed to like occupying the same space and getting one or the other. So that's important to point out. But if you give her, for example, uh, odd attack wave as her C slot skill, that will not stack up with a skill like attack defense link. It won't stack up with the attack anyway. She'll still get the defense, but not the attack. So just wanted to point that out to you. Uh, in terms of her matchups, so with blues, she actually, you know, because she's blue, she's not going to be able to take out almost any green units with this build. I think you just have to kind of go in knowing that that's the case for her. But she really dominates red units. I found the only units that are red that she doesn't take out in one round are Zelgius, Effie, and, uh, Winter Robin, and Halloween Jacob. So those are all the, the non-green units that uh, are able to withstand an attack from her uh, or beat her in one round of combat. So I think that's pretty impressive that she can do her job that well with this optimal build. Uh, and also, we have Summer Young Tiki, who's not in the simulator, but I, I placed her in manually and found that she was able to take her out easily. Not much of a surprise since she's a red unit. Uh, she has a Dragonstone, so, uh, so Lucina will get the plus four to all of her stats. And because she's a flyer, and Lucina will have effectiveness against her. Cool. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, with the... If you're not using desperation and you're not, uh, you don't want to lose a little bit of health to be able to activate that attack defense link is definitely a great option there. Adding just giving you more stats as well as you know taking advantage of future vision and you know that extra defense is also great if you especially if you're going up against distant counter. So that's a pretty good build there. Um, I just thought of if you wanted to use the new seal in flashing blade. Uh, if you do use even Speed Wave as her C-slot skill, then that could mesh pretty well, and, and you could benefit from, from Flashing Blade. But um, but yeah, like I, I do agree that 55 speed is is pretty you know overkilling it right now, especially considering all the units uh, that we have in the game right now, and how many do you need to really outspeed? You know, it's the fastest units usually are going to be like Carla and Mia. Um, and with that, you know, 40, what, 47, 48 speed that you get from just her weapon and Swift Sparrow, that's more than enough to do its job in addition to, you know, them being red units and being weak against Lucina. So, so there you go. Okay. So let's get into our ratings of, of Lucina. Uh, if you don't mind, I'll go first. Uh, I do, I, I was kind of on the fence of whether to rate her four or 4.5. And I kind of cheated and looked ahead at your description and your rating. And uh, I'm just going to copy you grips and say she's a solid 4.5 out of five. I, I do like the fact that she does have some really uh, good skills and novel skills in the game with future vision. Uh, I mean, close, uh, close, or sorry, distant guard is definitely interesting, but it'll, it'll be, um, interesting to see if it is useful or not in the future, but yeah, she comes with great skills, great base kit. She's very effective right out of the box, and she does really well, especially. And I feel like she surpasses the the bar that was set with Legendary Lynn as far as colored bows are concerned. Um, she does have the the blue color, which you know is great. Um, I mean, I think that the red bow is going to be really good, especially against all of the really good green units that we have in the game right now. And so I, I feel like the, the bar will be set even higher when we do receive a red unit. And uh, if that's a legendary unit, maybe they'll, will be a 4.5 or 5 out of, uh, for me. But as far as, you know, 
what Lucina is able to do with her color and being a bow unit, typically being a weaker unit in general, I feel like she does uh, surpass what our expectations were, and were, or especially my expectations with a budget build, and she does pretty well out there. And and not only is she good offensively, but like we've mentioned before, she does serve some utility as far as being uh, very unpredictable in the enemy phase as far as like being controlled by the computer, and she can definitely surprise you and win you lots of defensive wins if that's important to you. And so very good unit, not only just for offense, but she's good all around and she can be used in different game modes. So I th- really think she deserves that 4.5 out of 5 for me. Uh, as far as where she's placed in tiers, I didn't I didn't check uh, if she was placed in a tier or ranking as far as Gamepedia and GamePress are concerned. But nope, not yet. Okay, thank you. So uh, if I were to guess where she would be placed, I think that she would be in tier two uh, on GamePress list. She, uh, yeah, I I don't know if she has got enough firepower uh, to be able to be in tier one to join the ranks of like Hector and Myrn and you know all them. So, and I think A plus would be a good tier, uh, good rank for her on Gamepedia. Uh, I, I, I I had to double check to, to be sure, but I, I feel like that's kind of where like Bridal Cordelia and Brave Lynn might be placed. They, I, I, actually, they might be a little bit higher, but um, anyway, I think A-plus is a good enough tier for her for now. Uh, that could go up for sure. If I, I wouldn't be surprised if it went up, but yeah, how would you rate Legendary Lucina Grabs? Uh, so I gave her a 4.5, as you mentioned. <laughs> so I think she, I, I'm with you that I was expecting that this was going to be a really easy pass as far as the unit went, that I didn't think she was going to be good. As I mentioned at the top of the episode, my expectations were that colored bows were not good and they didn't really have any hope in the game. But I think that the, her specific legendary bow has such a good effect and it works so well with her kit and her weapon, her assist skill, her A slot skill, they all have fantastic synergy that when you add Swift Sparrow to her weapon, to the passive stats from her weapon, uh, then what is she getting? She's getting uh, 11 speed yep. from her weapon and eight attack. So that is incredible to get that much just from your A slot skill and your weapon without having to sacrifice defense and resistance like you might have to for a skill like life and death. Uh, so in addition to to feeling like she was a really strong unit, I think link skills are like a really clear skill to use for her. That It's one of the best skills for her, and she's probably one of the best users of those skills, if not the best user of those skills right now. So I feel like it's pretty straightforward in the different ways you can build her, whether it's desperation or a link skill, uh, or maybe another skill if if you find something else that might work well. So I, I just think that her player phase is so good, and I like using units like that that can be really strong in the player phase but also can be kind of elusive and attack from a distance and not you know take any any damage back so i was really impressed when testing her out i pulled a plus resistance minus attack iv so the opposite of what i thought was probably optimal so i was disappointed about that but i was using her in arena assault against plus 10 merged legendary ryoma he was toast 
uh, Fjorm. I was able to take out Fjorm with Lucina after I built her up. And I was even able to get into a stalemate with Zelgius and take him out with another unit on my team. So it worked out really well uh, using her. She did very well against red threats, and there's a lot of red threats in the game. Um, so I thought she worked out pretty well. And, you know, I agreed with you. I'm going to place her personally. I think she deserves to be placed in tier two on Game Press. I think they might end up placing her in tier three because I think there's like what maybe what we were thinking that there's a bit of a stigma against these colored bow units. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see her placed in tier three. But her performance in the Mass Duel Simulator is pretty much identical to Ishtar, uh, who's a mage in Tier 2 on Game Press. So if they do place uh, Legendary Lucina in Tier 3, then it's probably not because of their matchups so much as maybe something else that, that they're finding that's different. Maybe their support abilities, or I'm not really sure. But personally, I think she deserves to be in Tier 2. I don't really think there's an argument for Tier 1. Those are units that can go against their color and uh, pretty much take out just about anybody in their path. And uh, Lucina can't do that, but she can do her job really well, I think, uh, based on the current meta. So I don't think she's a must-pull unit. But I think she is a very fun unit to use with Future Vision as her skill. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I think that it might not be worth sniping, especially on a legendary banner. It might not be worth sniping for her. But if you do happen to pull her, and like you said, regardless of the IVs, I think she would be a fun unit to use and a great addition to your cast. And so on that topic, if you if you have a few minutes, Greps, I would love to talk to you about your thoughts on the legendary banner as a whole and kind of get your opinion on if it is worth pulling for. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure. Let's go through some of the units and talk about uh, maybe some of them that we think listeners might pull for. Sure. So uh, I'll just recap what is available on the legendary banner now um, <clears throat> and when it's out. So it is uh, out today, of course, and it goes through the first week of August. And let's talk about the units that you can pull. On the red color, you have Legendary Ryoma. And he does appear on his second Legendary Banner. So if you missed him out the first time he came out, here we go. You might have a chance to get him now. But he also comes with Exalted Krom and New Year's Camilla. On the blue color, uh, in addition to Legendary Lucina, we have the original Azura as well as Ishtar, like you mentioned, uh, how she is very, uh, Lucina's comparable to Ishtar's. Interesting that she comes on that banner uh, with her. On the green color, we have Legendary Lynn. She's back for a second run as well, and it has been a couple months since she's been there. Uh, she shares the color with Winter Lissa and uh, Love Abounds Lelina. And finally, in the colorless uh, uh, poll, you can get Female Grima, uh, she's been there for a couple months now, so nothing new there. But we can also get Brave Lynn and uh, the Flyer Hinoka as well. So those are the 12 units that are available. And I'll turn it over to you, Greps. What do you think about pulling on this banner? So let me go color by color on this banner. I'll start off with red. I would say red doesn't have any really bad units, but it also doesn't really have any really good units. In my opinion... Uh, uh, exalted Krom. He's a great unit. He's the only Falchion user with uh, more mobility than an infantry unit. 
And he comes with chill defense, which is one of my favorite more recent skills that have been released in the game. But we recently got several copies of it with uh, from Walhart's Grand Hero Battles. So I don't think it's all that important to pull for him for fodder. But he is a really good unit to go up against a lot of the green dragons that we have in the game, especially. Uh, Legendary Ryoma, New Year's Camilla are fine units, but neither one really stands out to me as great units. So in my opinion, looking just at the red color, I think it's just so-so. Looking at blue, I think Ishtar is one of the best units in the game, uh, one of the best blue mages especially. Uh, she's a really strong unit in her own respect. I love her tome, uh, and I think Odd Attack Wave is especially good for her. So that's, that's one reason that I think that if you don't have a copy of her, it would be great to get one. If you do, I still think she's a great unit to have to be able to give Odd Attack Wave to some other units. Unfortunately, we also have Azura on blue, and she's a dancer. She's a useful unit because of that, but really her skills are pretty terrible. Uh, we've had so many dancers released in the game since Azura's been released, and if you have one copy of Azura, I think that's all you really need. You don't need to be fishing for IVs. You don't need to heavily merge a dancer or anything like that. It's just kind of a waste if you get a lot of copies of a dancer, in my opinion. But she, a lot of people have talked about her getting potentially a new preferred weapon at some point, like a lot of units in the game have. So I don't think it's out of the question that she might get either Blessed Lance from Fates or, as we talked about on one of the last episodes that we did together, the last Norn of the trio, the Verdandi uh, Lance that presumably will give units that she dances for plus three to all of their stats. So if that happens, then I think people would be pretty happy to have gotten a copy of her on this banner if that happens pretty soon. So ultimately, my verdict on blue is that pulling on blue really isn't that bad because of Ishtar there, but I hope that you don't get pity broken by Azura, especially if you don't already, or especially if you do already have her. So let's take a look at green now. So green has legendary Lin. She's not a fantastic unit, but she's the only unit in the game with speed tactic. Presumably we'll get that as a sacred seal or on another unit at some point in the game, but I don't think that's right down the road because I think IS wants us pulling for legendary land for something. Uh, Winter Lissa, she's one of the best units on this banner. She's a strong unit. She comes with bold fighter. She scores really highly in the unit. Uh, but unfortunately, the units that she's sharing this focus with aren't the best. And if you really want her for bold fighter, well, I'd recommend holding off because we have the fighter skills banner that's coming out in just a couple days. And we know that's going to almost certainly come with Harden and Effie as well as male Grima. So Lissa won't be on that banner, but we'll have bold and vengeful fighter on that banner almost certainly. But mentioned the other unit she shares the focus with, Love Abounds Lolina, is really an unfortunate pity breaker on green. I'm surprised she wasn't on the last banner with Legendary Hector to pity break him as opposed to like Murr or Brave Ike, who were better units there. So I would not pull on green stones as good as Winter Lissa is. I think the other two units on the banner uh, probably are units that you should avoid uh, unless you really want them or have something in mind for them. And then with Colorless, uh, Wings of Fate Hinoka, the flying bow version of Hinoka, is fantastic. She's one of my favorite units to use right now in the game, and she's very versatile. Brave Lin is also a very good archer, but I imagine that 
I don't know who doesn't have Brave Lynn at the game in this moment. If you don't have her on your team, then that means you didn't choose her as the free unit from Choose Your Legends last year. And somehow you've missed getting her on all of the banners she's been on since then. So I, I can't imagine that that many people want more copies of her at this point, but maybe there are some people who do. Uh, and female Grima is kind of in the same boat that she's been on like four or five legendary banners in a row now. So at this point, if you don't have a copy of her, either you don't want her or you haven't been summoning on colorless on the legendary banners, or you've just had really bad luck. And maybe, uh, you know, maybe it's not the worst thing because she's not exactly the best unit in the game either. So, so anyway, that's uh, the colorless banner. I would also say that colorless is not worth pulling for either. So in my opinion, there's not, this isn't the best legendary banner that we've had by a long shot. Uh, I think blue, uh, the red, green, and colorless, I probably wouldn't pull on those at all. Uh, blue, green, and bliss have at least one unit on each of them that I think would be kind of unfortunate pity breakers. Uh, and doesn't have anybody that really stands out to me as a great unit. So if you do want to pull on this banner, I would suggest pulling on blue because Legendary Lucina, I think, is a pretty good unit. Uh, and Ishtar is also really strong. So I think that if you end up getting her, that even if you already have her, I think she'll be uh, really helpful to you as well. So that is my verdict to pull. I would pull on blue. Uh, but if I haven't convinced you with, and, and Phil hasn't convinced you one way or the other with what we've said so far about Legendary Lucina, then I would say save your orbs for Choose Your Legends. Uh, I, I would project that Choose Your Legends 2 is going to come out around the 10th of September. Uh, and because we're going to get a Legendary banner at the end of August, then I don't think that is going to directly overlap with Choose Your Legends. Uh, so that is my projection as far as when we'll get Choose Your Legends 2. So you have just a little over a month, in my opinion, and my my uh, my guess. So that is about how much longer I would guess you have to save up some orbs. Sounds like a good guess. And, you know, I am totally with you. If I had to throw out my opinion about this legendary banner, it's not as strong as the last banner that we received with Hector. That was an amazing banner for, for units, not only in addition to Hector, but to pull on the other colors. I think that it is wise to save up for CYL. And I feel like there's, in this banner, even with the blue color, to, to add my opinion to it, it's like two out of the three units are would be really great pulls. Unless, of course, you don't have Azura. It'd be great to have Ishtar for fodder or for a unit as, in addition to Lucina. So it's like, and I, and I feel like that's kind of true about the colorless um, stones as well. Uh, green kind of in red as well like I feel like you know at least there's like at least two in my eyes there's like two out of the three or 66 percent of a chance that you would get a good unit and a 33 percent chance that you might get a bad unit and so I I really do feel like unless of course you're brand new to the game and you want to build up your cast of five-star characters to use in arena assault or where you know in pve content then like it, it's hard to go onto these colors and hope for a good good character regardless of you know one of the three units that might come out and so it's it's hard for me to endorse this banner as well and i would say skip it and just wait for cyl and yeah um very interesting prediction that you have there and and i it does make a lot of sense to have cyl come out in september 
and I uh, can't wait to see what those units look like. And so that'll be very exciting. If if I, I will add too, uh, as far as banners are concerned, if you do want to snipe for something, then there is still time to snipe for Summer Young Tiki. I think she is a wonderful unit. She is a tier one unit in Game Press right now. Uh, and she is great. I've I've run up against her a couple times in arena, and she does give she she scares me a little bit every time that I go up against her. It doesn't matter what color or what unit I'm going up against her with. Uh, she is really good. And so if anything, try to get her. Uh, she is a good unit. And to tease you guys, uh, we'll probably put this episode out tonight. But to tease you for our next episode, we will talk about our thoughts on the. Summer Celebration banners, the 15 banners, daily banners that are coming out tomorrow. And so uh, we're going to record that soon and have that out as soon as possible for you guys to uh, have our thoughts on what to summon for. So besides that, Grebs, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Uh, No, I don't think so. Other than just that legendary Lucina surprised me a little bit and uh, excited to see where she gets placed in all the tier lists. Agreed. She is a wonderful surprise, and if you do happen to pull her, then congratulations, you have a good unit. So with that, we will sign out of this episode. If you have any comments or suggestions, feedback, what have you, please let us know. Uh, you can reach me directly at phaeology at gmail.com. If you want to talk to Grepstein, you can talk to him at grepsteinfeh at gmail.com, or you can reach us both at our subreddit, at r slash phaeology and we will be in touch with you and thank you for uh, commenting and supporting the show and with that thank you for listening and we hope that you will schedule an appointment with your phaeologist soon take care